It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. So much, as always, to talk about. Joining me for all the chat this morning live in the studio is Benjamin Butterworth, who's a senior reporter at the I newspaper. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Um, I have a funny feeling that we're going to fall out really early this morning. <laughs> um, uh, there is so much to talk about related to uh, the Omicron variant. Um, some actually rather good news. Um, the World Health Organization gave a press conference yesterday. Uh, and their officials have said basically, you know, so far there is no evidence uh, that uh, this Omicron variant is, escapes the vaccine. And that is what the early evidence from South Africa is showing. Also, an interesting point, the no evidence that boosters for the whole population, as opposed to boosters for those who are vulnerable, provides greater protection for a nation. They call, argued against travel bans, something which they, has never been part of the World Health Organization pandemic planning. Um, but they also uh, said uh, that uh, this was, as you know, so far, most cases of Omicron are mild. Um, say less effective vaccines not believed to be now so much of an issue we're not sure yet but it's looking good but could have an increased risk of quicker transmission now so a lot of this we already knew from what South African experts were saying um, this as Ursula von der Leyen as I just said the European Commission president unbelievably calmly says this yesterday um, at, uh, a, at a press briefing uh, on behalf of the EU about vaccination. Let's have a listen to what she actually said. One third of the European population is not vaccinated. These are 150 million people. This is a lot. And not each and everyone can be vaccinated. So there are very small children, for example, or people with special medical conditions. But the vast majority could. And therefore, I think... Um, it is understandable and appropriate to lead this discussion now um, how we can encourage and potentially think about mandatory vaccination um, within the European Union. This needs discussion. This needs um, a common approach. But it is a discussion that I think has to be led. Now, if you're just hearing that for the first time and you don't have chills going down your spine... I don't think you're a normal person. I think you've completely forgotten that you live in a liberal democracy and that the West is the beacon of freedom to everyone else and we don't have authoritarian measures like forcing medical treatment on people. But uh, apparently, if you do think that like me, um, you're in the minority. Benjamin Butterworth, you're right on, liberal lefty, working for the I newspaper. You agree with Ursula von der Leyen, don't you? 
Uh, I don't agree with her that you should have mandated so that the state will force you to have the vaccine because I think you have a problem there in the fact that in this very, very, very tiny number of people where it goes wrong because their bodies work in a different way to the rest of us, well, then how does that affect... The... But their bodies don't work in a different way to the rest of well, us. Well, people that have a reaction to it that, that 99% <laughs> of us won't. So I think you have a problem if you force someone because then what does the state do for that un very unlucky person that does get a reaction? to the vaccine. Or dies. Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, there is a tiny risk of, of dying from the vaccine. And, and that, so, that is that is a simple medical and fact. And so that's why I think the state forcing it on you is is ethically and, and probably legally problematic. So you're not, you're saying your problem would be with if someone was literally being held down and a jab put into their arm. You wouldn't allow that. No. I, I mean, look, I mean, that listen, guys, that's progress, at least from the Liberals. Um, but, but, but I, I knew there was a but coming. Well, there is. But I do think that there should be consequences for people that refuse the vaccine. Cons punishment, you mean? Well, when well, you say consequences, you mean a punishment? Well, I mean that I think you shouldn't, you know, shouldn't necessarily be able to go into, you know, you should have to provide evidence to go into a, a nightclub or a theatre, the kind of place where you don't have a crowded space. And I think it's right that if you're coming on holiday, uh, that it's perfectly reasonable for countries to require that you're vaccinated to enter. And I, I mean, we can't control what I mean, that's always been my view on the on the double jab. And I can't control what France or America does. Those governments do what <laughs> I like to think they do what their, their people want. But um, who knows? but I don't have a say over it. I have a say over any what happens in my country. But within our country, so you'd still allow people who are unjabbed, to, they'd be allowed to go to the supermarket and go to work. Of course, yeah. They'd be allowed to go, you know, into a, a pharmacy. They'd be allowed to, I mean, it's, that's more than some countries right now. I mean, you know, uh, Italy, for instance, is is basically, I mean, Greece is going to fine people 100 euros a month for they're over 60 and not double jab. Italy, you can't go to work if you're not double jab, whatever your job is. You could be working on a farm on your own all day. You're not allowed to go to work. I think things like public transport and work and health and food shouldn't be affected by by something like a covid passport because i think that's that's quite different but then but that's for me about protecting the most vulnerable people who have to go to those places i think that people that haven't got the vaccine are incredibly selfish and are dangerous and if more people had done that we wouldn't but be in the situation we are now the vaccine, where society is the vaccine was tested and and was, you know sold to us um as a vaccine to protect us there was the added benefit discovered afterwards, not in any way part of the trials, that it appeared to uh, affect your chances of catching the virus and infecting other people. But the main protection was that you would not get seriously ill and you would not die. OK, that was the main point of it. Um, certainly with the Delta variant, it would appear that um, it doesn't give you so much protection from getting uh, the virus. Um, it does appear that you are less likely to get it. You are less likely, therefore, to be able to pass it on. That except, however, it's not foolproof. So you can be around a whole bunch of vaccinated people and you can still get COVID, in mm. which case the justification for for that is is questionable. I mean, if we if we have a duty of care to our fellow citizens, you know, I mean, I don't go, you know, I, I, I had an aunt in a care home. I didn't go into the care home when I had a bad cold, let alone COVID. Didn't go in to visit her in a hospital for three months. I used to go and feed her most days because apparently nurses don't think that's part of their job. Um, and um, but but I didn't again, I'd have to get other family members to help out when I had a bad cold or a cough because the people who were in her ward, frankly, they wouldn't have survived if they got a bad cold or a cough. So we, we, we most people are, are civilised human beings and take care anyway. But should should, you know, 60 odd million or whatever people have to have mandatory treatment or have their lives affected because of a, a minority? It is still millions of people, but nevertheless, a minority who are who are at higher risk. Um, surely we, we are, our, our duty of care to our fellow citizens doesn't extend that far.
But I think any reasonable person, anyone that cares about society and the fact that we're in a pandemic and have had this awful time would get the vaccine. And although, you know, we know it reduces the chances of getting it or passing it on, but not quite as much as they hoped. It's not the most dramatic reduction. Mm. But also if enough other people get seriously ill, as we saw during the last 18 months at various points, well, then that does affect everyone else. Because if the hospitals are full of COVID patients that refuse the vaccine and then I have a heart attack, the kind I have before I debate you uh, and then I can't get treated you know then that's a problem that does have a direct now, now this is a, this is another thing and we, we've had some various people we won't name names uh, rather public figures on apparently there are rival radio stations <laughs> who knew um, uh, talking about how the need you know for fines and 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 mandatory vaccines and a number of people indeed uh, in, in the public eye have said this Almost to a T, I've noticed a lot of those people, perhaps, although very, very big on people's personal responsibility getting a vaccine, not so big on their own personal responsibility in terms of their own weight. Now, if we say that, well, you you must get a vaccine because the pressure you might put on hospitals if you get sick, given that one of the biggest pressures we have on our hospitals right now is obesity. Should we not extend it to the, a, a rule on this that consequences, as you say, i.e. punishments for people who are overweight? If you are severely obese, should you not face the same way as you're saying someone who um, hasn't had a jab? You should you should not face consequences because of the pressure you are likely to put on the NHS. And therefore, that when if and when ben, Benjamin Butterworth gets a heart attack, he doesn't get treated. That's the I mean, same logic, isn't it? Well, they already pay an extra because if they're overweight, chances are they eat a lot of sugary and fatty foods that, you know, have things like the sugar tax affect I mean, them. It's a, it's so they bill an extra two quid a year. I mean, but I'm sorry, I mean, that doesn't that, cover their cost of their NHS care. But, I mean, there is a there is a, a, precaution, a, a precautionary tax, as it were, on some of those foods and drinks that they consume. Uh, look, the simple fact is that being overweight or, I don't know, being a smoker or a particularly heavy drinker are not good for the NHS. There are lots of things to push people to not do it. But someone else being fat doesn't have quite the consequence that someone else refusing the vaccine and getting no, no, COVID no, in a pandemic you, does. One of your They're points was like the, the impact, it does impact on other people because you're more likely to end up in hospital if you're not vaccinated. And that is the case. And therefore you're more likely to put pressure on the NHS, which means they can't treat other people. Exactly the same can be argued. It's a very reasonable point. It's exactly, yeah, it, well, it, it, is a, it is a logical point. However, it depends. Logic often has to be applied within the context of liberal of, of, of values, and if your values are liberal, you accept that. Yep, sometimes there are downsides to this. For instance, you know, I believe in free speech. It, it means that sometimes I will have to hear people saying things that I think are vile and foul and completely wrong, but I still defend the right of people to do that because the greater good is that right to free speech. The greater good of people's right to make decisions about their own bodies, their rights to make the wrong decisions, their right to be wrong is such a fundamental principle of living in a liberal democracy. I don't I, I don't even begin to understand how so many people who think they're they're liberal, who think they're on the left in particular, who think they're good people, can be talking about this stuff so casually. Well I, I mean let me tell you you know, people who are overweight, the chances of them being hospitalised is a fraction of those who are unvaccinated and going around uh, taking no I'm, precautions I'm, at all. I'd be re- okay. really intrigued to know whether actually that is true, actually. And also, we are in a pandemic. I find the idea of trying to pretend that this is some kind of abstract, principled question when actually we're in a very serious, serious situation. Oh, in such a serious situation, I I you're desperate a... to come into the studio and not do this from home because you're so terribly worried about this awful, awful 
t- uh, vaccine. You don't go out to bars. You don't go traveling. You don't go nightclubbing. You don't go into work every day. Come on, Benjamin. But that's not. This is typical of the no, media no, going not... on about how we no. should all be in a panic. We should. All... But actually, you, you, like everyone who's running the country, is living a completely normal life. Well, it's not quite completely normal, but it's pretty normal, and that's because that's how scared you are. That's because I got the vaccine. Yes, that's the whole point. And people who haven't been vaccinated are equally entitled to do so, and they are taking a risk on their own behalf. I they're think. Not. I. Th- Yes, they are. They're, they're not, I don't think they should be as entitled to. And they're taking a risk exactly. on all of our behalves, not exactly. just on their own. I lead a, a pretty normal life. I'm here in the studio, though we're probably two metres apart, probably exactly I two metres apart. I couldn't care less about that stuff. Uh, but look, I'm happy. I want to, to go into the office. I want to come into this studio. I want to go out to a bar on a Friday night. And that's because I took responsibility for myself. So what's your problem? I sometimes get my lateral flows at home and care? I got vaccinated. Why is, it, why is it up to you what someone else does with their body? Because it affects us all. And we're in a pandemic. These people are dangerous and they're, they're selfish. dangerous. They are dangerous. They're not people. People who've not been vaccinated are not dangerous. They are dangerous. And sadly, there's been too many stories of people that have not got the vaccine mm. and have died or got seriously sick. And that's sick. terrible for them. And, and I and, wish they'd got the vaccine. But over. that's none of your damn business. But if you face consequences, they are far more likely to go and get it. Because there is a group of people that will never get it and have maybe some of them buy into conspiracy theories. Some of them simply don't want it quite ardently. There is another group, young people my age, who don't think they need it, who mm. don't think they're likely to get sick. And they're not likely to get sick. But they're some not. of them do. No, some of them e- do, yes. Even and, Tom and Daly some, yes. was hospitalised with COVID. Yes, and some that People who have be been vaccinated sign. get sick as well. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely in favour of the vaccines. I know they work. The data is very clear. I follow the science. It is very, very clear. But I still defend the right of people to make the wrong decision. Well, I mean, it's certainly the wrong decision. And I'm not saying it should be the law. I think that goes too far. What I think is that choices have consequences. And when the rest of us have been so put out by lockdowns and by COVID, the consequences should be for the unvaccinated. Lockdowns are a political choice. They're not an inevitability as a result of COVID. That's where where people blame. Blaming the non-vaccinated, blaming the virus, as opposed to blaming the politicians making the choices. That's where we go wrong. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
That's stamps.com. Code program.